0: Welcome back after a short break from the the Christian Underground News Network. We have returned with our very special guest, Dr. J.B. Hickson. Uh, We, uh, for the first half hour, had been discussing uh, really an overview of Romans chapter 13, uh, how how God has ordained human government uh, to be something for our good, Uh, and not evil. And uh, we've discussed some instances some examples of uh, sometimes governments go bad and uh, when we should start uh, thinking about being civilly disobedient. And uh, J.B., I I know that you uh, you're kind of eager to capitalize and and elaborate a little bit more on that subject matter. Uh, In our first half hour, you mentioned something about the Hegelian dialectic and uh, at some point in time, uh, I'm sure you'd probably like to go into that a little bit in, in further detail also.
1: Yeah, you bet. Let me, let me start by picking up on uh, something you and I talked about at the very end of the previous segment, uh, and that is uh, the military. And you were talking about the experimental anthrax vaccine and all of that. Uh, our country has a long history of using our military servicemen and women, who really are the greatest patriots in this country uh as guinea pigs in an experiment of course now they're doing it with all citizens with this latest mm-hmm. uh COVID and uh, experimental injection uh, but uh you know we can look at several examples uh you know for example in 19, in the 1940s edward cohen a biochemist working at harvard university conducted an experiment that was sponsored by the u.s navy uh in which they were trying to uh, come up with secret you know possible biological warfare weapons, and uh, basically, he injected beef blood transfusions into 64 subjects, uh, and it had catastrophic uh, effects, including death in in many cases. Um, uh, During the mid-1940s, while the U.S. was busy with the Manhattan Project trying to create the atomic bomb, uh, the U.S. spent years doing plutonium uh, testing. And patients would receive doses of radioactive plutonium in injections, mm-hmm. and they were never told this was being done to them. Uh, or in World War II, the mustard gas experiments on its own soldiers. Oh yeah. Uh, you know they would they would test him with no gas mask, no protective clothing. Nearly sixty thousand uh, human subjects were used in these studies, um, wow. and then. You know, in, uh, in Red, White, and Bad, in that DVD, which, again, you can get at notbyworks.org, it's available also as a download. If you'd rather not, you know, get the DVD, you can just get the download. I think it's five bucks, and we send you the link, and you can download the whole video. But in, on July 19th, 1957, uh, you know, they tested a, a, at the Nevada a test site an atomic bomb and there were five servicemen right there at ground zero. Of course they detonated it in the air above them, but they're looking at and neighbor. They they're holding a sign saying ground zero. And I mean, these guys were just bombarded with radiation and didn't know it. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, this is this, we, we could go on and on, but, uh, you know, anybody that thinks our government would never hurt you is just, you know, flat out, uh, naive. And, you know, Dick asked, uh, you know what if they come knocking because they are. I just got a video sent to me yesterday. Someone made it with their cell phone, uh, and of uh, the first uh, example of these uh, government Stasi agents going door to door trying to encourage people to get uh, to get the, the the injection, the experimental injection. And uh, so it is going to happen. And I believe when that happens, uh, you should follow the lead. Uh, of what uh, John told us in Second John about someone coming with a false doctrine. And he says when they come, don't even tell them hello, don't even greet them right, <laughs> uh, in Second right. John 10. Well, if that's true of false doctrine, you know, it should be equally true of someone who's coming wanting to stick a needle in your arm uh, that's going to you know, inject you with this inspe- experimental technology never before been used. They've tried for 20 years to come up with a SARS vaccine for SARS-CoV-1, and all, all COVID 19 is, is a SARS CoV 2 virus, a severe acute respiratory syndrome virus. And they've never been able to come up with a vaccine because every animal's uh, clinical trial they do, the animals die. Right. So, right. So, yet yet here, because of this, you know, alleged pandemic in which 99.7% of people survive and most get nothing worse than the sniffles, right. uh, they, uh, you know, they, they are demanding that you take this experimental injection that's never been tested using technology never before used on humans. And so it's no surprise that thousands of people are dying and getting sick. Now, I know some of your listeners may be saying, well, my, my grandfather died or my husband died of COVID or my aunt died of COVID. Look, people died, no question about it. And people die of the flu every year. It's tragic. And anytime anyone dies, it's tragic, especially if they die without the Lord Jesus. Yeah. But the deaths simply do not uh, measure up in terms of numbers to a pandemic. And the source and cause of this death is highly questionable. I mean, the flu diagnoses all but disappeared from the official record. And if you look at the comparison from 2019 to the flu deaths, the flu deaths in 2020, it's down to basically zero. And all of a sudden now they're relabeling everything COVID. And the total deaths between 2019 and 2020 is a, is not appreciably different. If there was a pandemic and, and uh, you know, millions of people were dying, you'd see an uptick of millions of deaths. It would jump off the chart like an anomaly. That's mm-hmm. what happens in pandemic. So I'm not downplaying, nor am I being insensitive to the fact that people died. But what what happened this time is when they were dying, they put them on camera, they showed video cameras at nursing homes, they put a little ticker down in the bottom right corner of every newscast counting up the deaths. If they had done that in any other year with the flu, we would have had similar results, but they needed fear to convince people to take this uh, injection. I believe that this has been planned uh, for decades. Uh, You go back to 2010, for example, in the rockefeller foundation report they mm-hmm. outlined exactly what they were going to do oh yeah um they the uh the luciferian elite have been saying in their writings again going back uh, hundreds of years now you see a theme of wanting to reduce the world's population to that's what darwin was he was a eugenicist wanting to get rid of the useless breeders and the people of color and the people with deformities that he said were not worth breeding mm-hmm. so they had to get rid of the, quote, feeble-minded in the eugenics program. And, you know, you go to the Georgia Guidestones. I've been there. I've been there personally, in person, myself, taking pictures out in that cornfield outside of uh, uh, Atlanta. And uh, they clearly tell you what their agenda is. It's the Ten Commandments of the Luciferian New World Order agenda. They want to reduce the world's population to 500 million. To
0: 500 million? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, You you
1: can't just, you know, nuke them all. Uh, so you got to be more subtle, and so uh, Satan is the great deceiver. He's a liar from the beginning, and everything he says is almost always well. It's always a lie, and usually it's 180 degrees opposite.
0: I believe so that. I, you, here's, I believe that you know, passage in John also calls him a liar and a murderer, and a murderer exactly. He comes to
1: kill steal, and or he was a murderer from the beginning. Jesus said, "Right," and so. Uh, when they tell you, here, take this experimental injection because it'll help you, it's actually killing you. Right. And again, it may not, you know, as as Dr. Sherry Tenpenny put it, you know, just because you're not one of the thousands of people who have died within 24 hours of receiving the injection, uh, you know, people, some people say, well, I got the vaccine and it didn't kill me. And, and she says, well, good for you. You're not in that category of people that die within 24 hours, but there's others that die within six to eight weeks. There's others that have life-disabling uh, illnesses because of it. And then who's to say what's going to happen 6, 8, 10, 12 years from now when these young people that got it try to have children and they're not able to have children. So it's a diabolical uh, part of the satanic scheme, and, and yet we see many Americans rushing to take it, like, like they're elbowing their way to the front of the line to get on the train to Auschwitz, and it's just sickening. Uh, how deceived uh, people are. And if you've already taken it, I would say, uh, repent and and then pray that the Lord will protect you. Uh, If you haven't, don't take it. I mean, I would sooner die than take that experimental uh, injection. And so, um, so yeah, so I wanted to, you know, kind of talk about what to do when they come knocking as, uh, as Dick uh, talked about. But, you also mentioned, or I mentioned, uh, you know, Hegel uh, yes. earlier, and uh, and and then you kind of extrapolated from that what has come to be called the Hegelian dialectic. So, George Wilhelm Friedrich Hegel uh, was a you know eighteenth nineteenth century late eighteenth mid the mid nineteenth century German philosopher mm-hmm. who, uh, like uh, his counterpart, Immanuel Kant, is considered one of the you know key philosophers of modern Western philosophy mm-hmm. and uh, of course he was an atheistic philosopher but he came up with this uh, paradigm which has come to be called the Hegelian dialectic. it's also referred to sometimes as thesis antithesis synthesis mm-hmm. or a more colloquial phrase is problem reaction solution. Mm-hmm. in other words, when when you want to get people to do something you create a problem the solution for which is what you wanted them to do all along. So, for example, if you want Americans to give up their rights, you create an imaginary boogeyman and claim that we have to have this Patriot Act, which is really the tyranny act, but they, again, 180 degrees opposite. Whatever they tell you it is, it's actually just the opposite, which gives the government complete freedom to you know, spy on every single American, record every single thing you say digitally. Uh, It it, it allows them to hold American citizens uh, without due process uh, indefinitely. Uh, In detention centers, it allows the president to arbitrarily declare anyone an enemy enemy combatant and send out uh, people to kill him. A lot of people don't realize that's already happened. Um, You know, we have uh, had an American citizen, actually two, one that I know of under the Obama administration, and another under the uh, uh, Trump administration, who was an American citizen, who with the simple stroke of a pen was declared an enemy combatant, and then no judge, no trial, no jury. They sent in a special ops team with a sniper to shoot him in the head and kill him. And mm-hmm. so that you may think, oh, let's get those bad guys, let's get those Muslim terrorists, I don't care if they're a citizen or not. Well, you wait till the crosshairs are facing you know, or zeroed in on your head, mm-hmm. uh, because. Our our government says, uh, well, you know, we don't like these Christian people that are out there stirring up trouble, so I'm going to declare them an enemy combatant. So, you know, we have a constitution for a reason, and it guarantees due process, and yet the Patriot Act did away with all that. So that's one example of the Hegelian, you know, dialectic. You know, uh, let's say they want to, um, you know, have a global tracking system. Right, where they can control everybody digitally in the Internet of Things. Well, then they have to manufacture a pandemic, uh, which will have people begging for contact tracing and begging <laughs> to take these experimental injections mm-hmm. and forfeit their individual rights and end up with full spectrum uh, control. So, the Hegelian dialectic is just a way for government and and the evil members of government that are pulling the strings to get to accomplish a nefarious agenda without anyone ever having been forced to do it. It's, it's the same thing Hitler did in World War II. He was the master of the Hegelian dialectic. You know, He had people literally eagerly with great enthusiasm jumping on the trains. Um, there's a, a, a really uh, powerful video out there you can find it I'm sure on the internet I've showed it before at my conferences it shows a Jewish man with a suitcase running behind a train that had, had just left he evidently was late the platform and he's running behind it and uh as if to say of course it's a still picture you can't see what he's saying but, but the idea is hey wait for me yeah and uh, yeah. and you know now they could have you know rounded up the military and in some cases they did they could have made people get on the trains at gunpoint but it's much easier for them to get people to willingly go to their own demise than it is to do so at gunpoint.
0: Right, right.
1: So that's the, that's the Hegelian dialectic. And that's a problem, a reaction, solution. Create a problem that will have an anticipated reaction
0: so that you can provide the solution, which is what you really wanted to do all along. Correct, correct. Ah, thank you for for explaining that in, in some detail, JB. Uh, I think it's important that people understand that that is what the foundation is for everything that that we see going on right now, governmentally. It's part of uh, an Hegelian plan to subjugate the masses, yeah. and to to uh, it's part of a depopulist agenda. Uh, they really do want to reduce the uh, population of the Earth to five hundred million or so. Yeah,
1: no question. That's that's their. Agenda, and a lot of people say, "Well, why?" Well, you have to remember that these are Luciferian co-conspirators who believe that they are part of a bloodline that is superior mm-hmm. to the normal, the rest of us. That we're just, you know, these dregs
0: of society getting in the way, breathing their air, walking on their soil, useless, useless eaters. Yeah, 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 useless eaters. Exactly. So they want to get rid of us, and
1: and uh, so that's what they're. Trying to do is a big new Brzezinski who died just a few years ago in 2017. But he was one of the top tier Luciferians, and in uh, my uh, DVD "Red, White, and Bad," but more importantly, in the full 18 part series Spirit of the Antichrist," I actually outline uh, the Luciferian uh, conspirators in a in a pyramid form and kind of show you the different levels. But he was a top tier guy. Uh, he served in multiple administrations, both Republican and Democrat. And one of the things that uh, he said uh, not long before he died is he talked about a regionalization plan, which called for the, quote, gradual conversions of East and West, ultimately leading toward the goal of one world government.
0: Mm -hmm. National
1: sovereignty is no longer a viable concept. And he said he referred to it as the technotronic era because he was way ahead of his time. He understood where they were headed with technology and surveillance. And he said, this technocratic era involves the gradual appearance of a more controlled society. Such a society would be dominated by an elite, unrestrained by traditional values. Mm-hmm. And He's referring there to, to liberty, you know, to unalienable right. rights. So, uh, you know, Voltaire, uh, who was also an atheist, uh, he put it pretty simply when he said, to learn who rules over you, simply find out who you're not allowed to criticize.
0: There you and go. <laughs> uh, so when
1: I criticize the LGBT or I criticize you know the abortion or other uh, biblical uh, principles that are being attacked, uh, you know then I'm censored. My videos are taken down, and not just me, but many like-minded conservative Christian uh, uh, speakers. And uh, so that tells us that tells us that uh, that's who really is ruling. Yeah, is uh, the evil the evil and uh, nefarious uh, uh, people. So. Um, yeah, I mean we are uh, we are seeing it unfold at warp speed right before our eyes, and I think believers need to uh, to wake up. Proverbs twenty two three reminds us that you know the, uh, the that you know, those who see trouble coming and prepare for it are wise, and uh, we we uh, we should never be scared because we know who wins in the end, and we trust God. And even if He asks us to make the ultimate sacrifice, He's still God. Amen. You know? By the way, another example of civil disobedience would be, you know, the, the three Hebrew children under Nebuchadnezzar, the Babylonian ruler. That's right. Like they say, well, they that refused was before to... the church age. Yeah, yeah, they... yeah. Some people say, well, that was before the church age <laughs> and that was before Paul Romans 13. But yeah. I mean, these are timeless truths that mm-hmm. we are to, oh, you know, if you look at the order of creation, God-man was around for centuries before God instituted human You're government right. after the flood. Right. So, uh, so we we've got to obey God, first, and That's what they said. Is that look, you know, we're not going to bow down and worship your image, Nebuchadnezzar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we believe God will protect us from your, you know, uh, threats to, to kill us. But even if He doesn't, you know, that's okay. He's still God, and we're going to trust Him anyway.
0: Amen. Amen. Right. So, so that kind of segues into the next. And we, we've already mentioned it, I think, before the break. Uh, what what should Christians or e- even non-believers who uh, experience that knock on the door, and uh, which, which is coming soon, uh, and uh, hi, uh, I think what was it? Who was it? Ronald Reagan that said the nine worst words you could hear would, was uh, "I'm from the I'm from the government, I'm here to help." Yeah, yeah, you're gonna hear that. You gotta, what what do we do when when we experience that firsthand? Well, first of all, um,
1: we need to understand that it's been happening in, in other uh, with other issues for a long time. For example, um, different uh, law enforcement agencies, headed up by the FBI, who trains them how to do this, have been doing what's called "gab and grab" drills to take guns for for ever since uh, after Katrina. And the idea here is they. They, they they find a widow who's, whose husband they know either was former military or former serviceman and has guns, and uh, they after he dies, they go knock on the door, and they say, oh, we heard your husband served, and that was wonderful, and I bet he had a lot of guns, and the wife says, oh, yeah, he had plenty, and, and then what kind did he have? Oh, he had this and that. Oh, man, we love guns. you mind if we take a look at those? And then they, they invite him in. They sit down and have coffee. Uh, she brings out his guns, and they say, man, the boy's down at the station would love to see this you mind if we take these down to the station and show them? oh sure go right ahead and then you never see those guns again mm-hmm. Grab. so <laughs> the same idea with this uh, with this uh these door-to-door things that uh, biden has just instituted uh, it's going to start out as trying to get the low-hanging fruit the people who don't have a moral objection against uh taking an experimental injection and inserting mrna technology and changing your you know your, your dna and all of that and they'll get a, quite a few more from that. But the problem is, you know, you've got a huge segment of society that was already awake and morally opposed to it. And then many who took the first injection uh, of the two parter uh, suffered such serious uh, side effects that they decided not to take the second one. So they've actually hurt their cause. And that's the reason that so far only 47 to 52 percent of Americans have taken both uh, jabs. So, uh, So they really want to kind of get everybody to take it but what I think they're going to do and this is just my conjecture based on years of studying uh, the Luciferian agenda is I think it'll be a long time before they actually do it you know at gunpoint I think they're going to do it for passive means where they're going to eventually say you can't serve in the military without it you can't get on a plane you can't open a bank account you can't go to school you can't go to college you and they're going to have so many restrictions that most people will eventually cave and take it and then when they get down to that last group of holdouts that's when they'll start forcibly uh injecting people that's my my theory
0: what would some what would you do yeah what would somebody do if they if they're they're in that last remnant of holdouts what what you
1: you die you die that's what i've said that's you have to make that decision now you have to have the conversation with your family which we've had with all of our children and we will die we would sooner die uh, for the cause of Christ than to inject a satanic uh, mRNA technology or even the ones that aren't mRNA are just as bad, they're killing people, right. into our body and be a part of this uh, Luciferian agenda. We're not going to do it. So some fates are worse than death. And that's one of them. So, But you have to make that decision now. Right. But as far as them coming knocking at your door, you need to just say thanks but no thanks and politely close the door. Mm-hmm. And for now, that'll suffice. They're not going to burst through your door yet. And uh, you move on. We've had to do that many times. We, I had a confrontation one time years ago when we lived in uh, Texas over the smart meters. Uh, I didn't want them putting a smart meter on my house so they could track right. every time I opened my refrigerator or washed my clothes or all those things. Right. Uh, and so uh, they they try to do it when you're not home. But fortunately, we lived on acreage with a gated property. and So they came to the gate and I said, no, thanks. And they came back an hour later with the manager and said, hey, what's the problem? We're going to put this smart meter on. And I said, no, you're not. And, uh, and so you just have to stand firm and uh, and not let them do it. And and, you know, I think for now that will suffice, but you need to be ready and you need to have a plan of what to do uh, when it gets serious. Now, again, I don't have the mind of God. I don't know his timetable. I don't know the Luciferian's timetable,
0: mm-hmm. but if if we look at the signs of the times and we look at the trajectory,
1: Seems like they're gearing up for something pretty significant pretty soon.
0: Absolutely. Would you would you uh, would you say that armed resistance uh, would would be uh, well within the the civil disobedient parameters?
1: Uh, yes, I do believe that. Uh, in fact, uh, you know, Jesus, as I've kind of already referenced, had said, uh, you know. Uh, that, you know, if needed, you should sell your backpack and go buy a sword. He told the disciples that. That's right. Uh, so, you know, basically, uh, you know, a lot of people, uh, you know, put it this way. Jesus said, love thy neighbor and pack thy heat, you know. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I, I would say, yeah. I would say love thy country and pack thy heat. Right. Uh, and right. so there are times now. Now, ultimately, if if the new world order is ushered in before the Lord comes back. See, that's the thing. We don't know whether he's going to rapture us. Before the new world order is ushered in, or not, we know he'll rapture us before the antichrist is unveiled and takes the helm. Right. But we could already be living, hypothetically, in a one-world system prior to that, before the rapture. So we just don't know. But if it happens in our lifetime, you know, at some point, you're never going to be able to, you know, defeat the mightiest militaries in the world with your, you know, three fifty-seven or AR fifteen. Um, but until that time. You know, you can certainly use and should use, as Jesus said, uh, weapons to defend yourself against marauding mobs and you know isolated uh, confrontations, and and just for your own protection. And any homeowner who who doesn't do that to me is derelict in their duty in protecting
0: their family. Agreed. So so basically, we're looking at God says it's okay. That's God's law, which is the highest. And then the U.S. Constitution uh, and then the Second and Fourteenth uh, Amendments, especially, uh, also approve of, of your right to be able to do that, uh, to defend yourself against unreasonable search and seizure uh, and against harm. Uh, so, so we have God's law that says it's okay. We have constitutional law, which is under God's law says it's okay, and so uh, if you deem it yeah, necessary as as the protector of the household, then it it's okay.
1: Yeah, and obviously I don't have to tell you or your listeners that the Second Amendment was not put in place so that you could kill you know a mule deer or a elk or whatever. It was put
0: in place precisely to protect us from tyrannical government overreach. That's and exactly uh, that's
1: right. The, the passage that I quoted earlier was Luke twenty two thirty six. Where Jesus Mm -hmm. tells his disciples, but now he who has a money bag, let him take it, and likewise a knapsack. And he who has no sword, let him sell his garment and buy one. Because there may come a time when you need to defend yourself. And, you know, again, for those who think that, well, we don't need it, I'll just call 911. I always like to remind people, remember when seconds count, the police are minutes away.
0: That's right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, I'll tell you what, JB, I want to thank you for for joining us today and uh, for a a fascinating uh, scriptural uh, discussion and explanation of Romans 13 and how it pertains to uh, human government uh, and many of the things that we're seeing happen uh, in in our everyday lives uh, in international and local news. Uh, There's a whole lot of questions out there. Uh, and for anybody that's listening to us right now, I would refer you to uh, to JB's uh, ministry, which is not by Works Ministries. Uh, his website is notbyworks.org, and um, my goodness, you'll find uh, a wealth of uh, personal resources there. Uh, so I would recommend everybody that's within uh, listening a, 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 to our voices right now go check JB's website out. Uh, you'll find some great things there. Um, and uh, JB, we want to thank you personally once again for being with us. And we hope you'll be able to be with us uh, next Tuesday. We'll plan on it unless we hear from you yeah, otherwise.
1: I, I'm planning on it. I will be on the road at a conference, but I've got it on my counter, and I'll just do it from my uh, from my hotel room. And so, uh, so really looking forward to it. And I really appreciate what you guys are doing. It's truly an honor for me to get to participate in these dialogues and I hope, uh, I hope your listeners will uh, check out notbyworks.org, and uh, there's tons of free stuff there that will help you in your walk with the Lord. But there's also a lot of uh, great uh, materials uh, for sale, books, DVDs, that I think might be relevant for such a time as this.
0: I'm sure that they would be, and I, I, I know that they are. I have read some of them, and I'm, I'm aware of most of them, and, and yes, absolutely great resources for everyone. Uh, so uh, definitely stop by and visit. Not by works ministries or notbyworks.org, and uh, you'll love what you're finding there, believe me. Um, with that being said, uh, we're going to sign off until this coming Saturday, uh, and Pastor Dick will be with us again uh, to, to give a, a scriptural lesson on Saturday. Second Peter. Second Peter is going to be. That's correct. That's correct. Uh, some, some fascinating and some really important. Uh, doctrinal information to be had there, so be sure uh, and don't miss it. And definitely be with us next Tuesday when we uh, are able to speak with our our dear brother, Dr. J. B. Hexon. J. B. Thank you once again, and we look forward to being with you next Tuesday. Likewise, uh,
1: thanks so much. God bless you.
0: God bless you too, sir. Thank you. This is the Christian Underground News Network signing off. Until this Saturday, be sure and be with us then. Until then, may God bless and keep you. And we will talk to you soon.